What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out. And I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys. And they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well. And they're always rotating in new seasonal cocktails. So come through and check out what they've got on deck for fall and winter down there. The patio is now nice, covered, and heated and will be throughout the fall and winter. So come through and big thanks to Produce Row for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels, helping strangers find the podcast. And just a great way to contribute to the growth and sustainability of this thing. Appreciate the hell out of all the folks 
that have already taken the time to do that. If you're not listening on iTunes, just hit like, follow, subscribe, wherever you are listening from. The podcast is on Spotify. I've also been dropping some monthly playlists there every first of the month. So you can check those out. The Spotify profile link will be in the episode notes. And hope everybody is uh, having a good start to their new year. This is the second intro I've recorded for this episode. So uh, I don't know. Got about five minutes into the other one and wasn't really feeling it. So that's uh, a good way to kick off the, the first episode of the new year, but I had a nice time on New Year's Eve, ringing things in over at North 45, did a DJ set over there, that was super fun, first uh, New Year's Eve DJ set that I've ever gotten to do, so it was fun to just get to keep it real upbeat all night, and uh, got to play a bunch of stuff I don't always normally play, and found a bunch of new music, just uh, putting together my my crate for that particular night so that was a good time and i'm just trying to uh get out of uh this kind of shutdown mode that i went into the last few days of the year as far as working and it's been uh, quite the struggle to get back into the the mode of wanting to write emails and and do all that fun stuff but it'll happen it'll happen we'll shift into gear It's going to be okay, and uh, 2022, what's going to happen? Who knows? I'm I'm not sure, but uh, I do know that episode 290 is uh, what I have for you today, and my mom, Cena Velakis, is back on the podcast, her third appearance. She's not a musician, but I've had some great chats on the podcast with her over the last six years, and people have seemed to... Really enjoy the shift in gears at times from uh, the music talk and maybe offer some insight into my life and my mom's life and the dynamic that we share. We can butt heads a lot at times, but we're also able to have some really great open and honest conversations. And I think that she was a mom amongst my friends that a lot of them felt comfortable with talking to her about what was happening in their life. So I've always really appreciated that about her and uh, that has definitely impacted how I function in the world and the conversations that I want to have with people. So this is uh, this is going to be the first mom chat and every month my mom and I are going to do one of these chats and I'm going to put that up as a part of my new Patreon that I have launched. And the link for that will be in the episode notes. The tiers start out as low as $3, and the mom chats are going to be a part of the $5 tier. And Patreon, for those of you who do not know, is a platform in which you can support creators or artists financially by paying for additional material, access, or content. So it's for the folks who have the financial means to support and for some reason maybe want to hear at least once more from me each month than the other uh, six times that I'm coming at you. Or maybe you just want to donate some funds to the cause and uh, support the sustainability 
of the cast in which you can uh, do on the Patreon or you can just hit the, the PayPal or the Venmo. The, the Venmo is in the, uh, the episode notes as well. So this is my mom and I talking about my grandparents, bless their hearts, incredible people, and uh, have been so supportive of my creative endeavors. And I've gotten to spend a lot of time with them over the last 10 years. And we also chat about my mom's insane weight transformation and her battle to overcome autoimmune issues to get herself in the best shape of her life physically and mentally just shy of age 60. So that is to come momentarily. I'm DJing at Produce Road Cafe here in Portland, Oregon from noon to 2 on January 30th. They have music there every Sunday and every Thursday night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursdays, noon to 2 on Sundays for the uh, brunch crowd there. And also come check out some of the DJ residencies at North 45 on Tuesday nights from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And also Sundays, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. All the links will be in the episode notes. Hit me with your emails, dancablepresents at gmail.com. Check out the best of the iDig Records 2021, as well as the best of 2021 Dan Cable Presents last week's episode of the podcast if you're uh, new to things that's a good spot to to dig in and just kind of get the highlight reel of the year and maybe uh help guide you in in selecting maybe where you want to dive into last year's conversation but uh this is episode 290 with my mom Cena Velakis and we're gonna play the episode in with a track that is featured on my January 2022 Spotify playlist. This is Curtis Harding with a track called Explore off his most recent record. If words were flowers, it's a killer record. Let's do the damn thing. I heard it all before. It's not If you, yeah, people were asking you if you're I'm always that really funny? funny, and I wasn't even trying to be like really funny, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're like, are you just like this all the time? You are so funny!" Wow, I want to meet these people. <laughs> okay, come to pickleball. We'll do it. <laughs>
All right. Are we starting? Sorry. We probably already did. <laughs> it sounds good. Everything's recording. You ready? First official mom chat. Here we are. Here we are. And it's cold. Where you are. It, it's cold. It's... <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I think this is good. I, I was I think just should, commenting on I the cold a, a because good chat I find about the it weather. very funny that you are indoors wearing a beanie because your head is cold. Yeah, <laughs> my head is cold, Mom. Great, great chat okay, about the weather. <laughs> Never mind. This is small talk with with Mom. No, that's what it's called. We don't usually <laughs> small talk. I want to hear about breakfast. What? Yeah, it's been a family kind of day. Tell me about it. It's been a day of teaching people how to use technology is what it's been. And uh, that requires a lot of patience. And sometimes I don't have that patience. But I do my best to have patience. To teach old people technology. (laughs) It's hard to teach us, right? I mean, I get it. I have problems of my own and I'm starting to feel like I don't understand things all the time. It's really hard if you don't keep up with everything, you know, it moves, it does move really quickly. So I understand the, the struggle in it. I just wish there was, uh, I wish there wasn't always this need to have something new or like plug this into this. We don't need to Bluetooth every single device in the house if it's a diff if it's a difficult thing to connect to things i don't know why we're trying to add more things to have to screw around with so so let me guess it was the bose sound sport speaker no i mean that was what they were trying to use which is a great speaker and it's great because you gave me one of those and you also gave one of one to them but they think that i gave it to them and it's great they're like, oh, yeah, you gave this to us. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny because a week ago they thought I gave it to them. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, they, the That's age process good. is happening. It's all good. You know? They think we both gave it to them. Anyway, they're great. And I actually think that um, it's impressive how much they can use. So it's yeah. not to, to fault yeah. them. At 84 and 83, that is pretty impressive. My grandma uses the apps to do banking and whatnot. Um, part of the issue, I guess, is that you got them that Google Home thing. They think it's cool. They've used it for a really long time to just play music in the house. And recently there was a change on January 1st about what Google had access to for free as far as music so you can't just yell hey google play this song it won't do that anymore it tells you that you need a youtube premium app to do it so you can only just say that you want them to play an artist you're not going to be able to get the specific song to play so now that that happened there was some urgency to want to hook up this other Bluetooth speaker because they went to a friend's house and that Bluetooth speaker sounded really amazing. And they thought to themselves, hey, Dan gave us this really nice Bluetooth (laughs) speaker. Also, for some reason, your mother, my grandmother is listening to this. This is not... 
this is just an analysis of what happened. This is not a, this is a fun experience, I think, for someone. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, if grandma's listening, kudos to grandma. Always kudos yeah. to grandma. Also, that She's means amazing. that she figured out how to listen to a podcast, which many people um, that are much can't younger do. than her can't figure out how to do or understand what they are but anyways they got the they their friends have a really nice speaker and then they wanted to plug into that but you know then having to explain that the bose thing is just a speaker it's not some sort of device that like a google that you home can yell at. That you can't yeah you can't just speak at that and then grandpa is yelling trying to talk to siri yelling hey google and then google is turning shit on over <laughs> here and i'm trying to explain that you can't talk to her saying hey google you need to say siri and yeah it's a lot going oh, on oh you can oh you can talk to the bows no oh you see what's happening with this yeah see now i'm all confused i'm as confused as they are why was he talking to siri and google because he was trying he was- to get something to play on his phone trying to also test out some sort of music service but he's yelling into his oh, phone, hey, Google. So then the Google Home is going off and playing this other song. And, yeah. It was great. It was wild. It was wild. But they're good. They're good. It was just very funny. But, again, it's like, hey, why don't we just do the simplest thing? And let's just get the YouTube premium. You know? Instead of like having to hook up these different Bluetooth devices every time, the Google Home works well. It seems like maybe they just want a nicer sound quality one, like Uh, an upgrade to the Google Home. That doesn't mean you should get one for them. You probably will now, but (laughs) I'm sure it's in the mail. It's already ordered on Amazon. I'm, but I'm happy to help. I'm glad that that's the situation. I'm glad I have the time. And so that's really nice. And again, I'm impressed with what their abilities are able to do. Grandma was printing things on her printer from her phone. It was wild. She she's quite accomplished on the on the phone as well as your father. He uses it for the news and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just a matter You're of doing uh, really well with it. Yeah, figuring out some other things. Uh, the Bluetooth yeah. thing specifically is is seems to be very confusing, and I get it. I understand why, and it's irritating for me sometimes. So I can't imagine what it's like for them. Also, your mother told me that TV, current television, it's too far gone for them. It's too beyond them. It's too raw. They don't like it, which I feel like has always been a common theme. Just in it's different too degrees. Confusing. No, it's not too confusing. It's just like the content of it. They don't like it. They feel like it's too dark. Like the the what oh is, the what content is, yeah. of TV in general. Yeah, just like especially like what's even on like a Fox drama show now. It's like yeah. you know things are pretty yeah, advanced on like what they'll show and just like what they'll talk about now. But yeah, I can't yeah. I can't imagine them watching. Like Succession, you watch Succession with Mark? No, I mean, we'll have to check it oh, out. I think but remember the one I did tell you about really like on that. shoot. It's about the priest on the island. Oh, the uh, hold on, I'll look it up. 
Rapture show on Netflix. Mm, it's not Rapture. I know it's not Rapture. I'm saying that's what it's like. It's a <laughs> God damn it. That's I know it's not Rapture. Oh, Midnight Mass. Yeah, Midnight Mass. Midnight yeah, Mass definitely killer. would not be suggesting Midnight Mass. Yeah, but that's not even what I'm talking about. That's that's too. I feel like that's way like I wouldn't start there anyways because it's just like too based on like religion and different mysticism and maybe. No, but I know what they're saying. Regular TV. You turn on regular TV. It's not <laughs> for them. It's yeah. not. I I I understand that, but that's also that's always been a personal choice too. It does. It's not never necessarily the times I've watched them turn things off that w- were 15 years ago where they yeah. thought it was too, like yeah, they just don't, they do true. not appreciate like dark crude, uh, like scandalous stuff, like highly sexualized stuff. That stuff is oh, not yeah. that yeah. none of that stuff like language, all of it has always oh, yeah. been yeah, a thing. So they just don't really, I don't think they make it very far for anything that's drama based now because everything is, is whatever quote unquote edgy or it's, uh, you know, it is scandalous. They're trying oh, to captivate we had you. To, and, we had them watch um, the computer one burn something. The computer one. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, the point is, is that, yeah, that's just always been their jam. The but point is, God they love need them, to be you know? watching. God love they them. They need to watch Andy Griffith. No, nah, it doesn't even have to be like that. I know they used to enjoy like the West Wing and, you know. Yeah, but there isn't any of that anymore. But what do you mean there isn't? There's still stuff that's very wholesome. I wonder if I could get them to watch like Ted Lasso, which I think is maybe the most wholesome show on yeah, the but planet. Yeah, they'd like Ted Lasso. It's so good. It doesn't really matter. I feel like, yeah, I don't know if they would get it. Maybe they wouldn't. Have you seen Ted yeah. Lasso? Yeah, it's hilarious. But it's also like it's amazing. Like it's all like heartwarming and wholesome every episode, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. So there's yeah, there's some of if, that. I don't know if they would. Yeah, because what is a show like West Wing, or yeah, because House of Cards way too dark for them. You know. Yeah. Oh, they like The Crown. Yeah, they like The Crown. You know, things of that nature are good. The, the but anyways, we we don't need to go like. They're great. They just never have appreciated stuff like that. And plenty of people do not, I guess. I, I for one, I love it. I know you do. I feel like you exposed me to, like, a lot of, like, shit pretty early, though. So, <laughs> like, yeah. I I just like, I like that stuff. It's fun. I, yeah. I like heavy stuff, too. Yeah, and then it's fun to, like have your mom watch that stuff and like really freak her out and then have to stay up with her half the night because <laughs> she's freaking out and can't go to bed. You did it. You unleashed the the horror movies in me. You showed me Halloween real early. I did. Yeah. I did. But see, you that was it, cool. Yeah. But you, yeah. And you were like, oh, right now we're going to watch Psycho and the like other Hitchcock <laughs> ones. And that was cool too. But then 
I wanted to go next level. I wanted to go to my like modern times with and, it. And I and I'll do it with you. Only with you. I've told people that before. Just I can know only watch it. something really, really scary and twisted with Dan. Just no exorcist. It's the blacklist the blacklisted movie is is the exorcist though for you. Oh yes, no exorcist. <laughs> you were in so much trouble for that. So stupid. It wasn't stupid that I'm still upset about that. Yeah. No, it's not stupid. Don't make fun of it. It's scary. It's not stupid that that experience happened to you. I'm not saying that you're dumb because you had a traumatizing experience with the exorcist, but you projecting your traumatized experience onto me that I'm going to like have the same thing happen to me and it's going to be too much for I me know, to handle but you in know my what? own little brain you no I, we have to draw the line there that's satanic it's satanic it is is it it is <laughs> no. it's not funny no it's, it's not, not I didn't I, it wasn't a comedy it's not it wasn't supposed to be funny no it really happened what what really happened the exorcism Yes, and that possession and the whole thing. But uh, I don't know where to go with this with you. I was just trying to say that The Exorcist is a blacklisted movie for you, okay? It is a blacklisted movie for And you tried to project your experience upon me, and I didn't have the same one, and that's a great movie. If anybody hasn't seen The Exorcist, it's a classic, and you should check it out. Anyway, um, excuse me. Nobody should be watching The Exorcist. <laughs> it's it's very it's very dark. Is it too it's much very, for you to dark. share your experience? Like, is it is it? Are you far enough removed from it that you could talk, like, say, tell your experience of why, like, what happened yes. with The Exorcist? Yes, yes, I can tell my experience, but I can tell you to like this day, like, it's not cool because that to me that's dealing with Satan. Yeah, I get it. I I'm I understand. You so raised me with some of that that cool. that you raised me with some of the, you know, the god-fearing stuff too. So I I also like every once in a while I see something that has to do with uh maybe some you know, satanic ritual stuff or whatever and and it can it, sometimes yeah, it can sometimes rub really me dumb. rub me the wrong way, but then I don't know, mom. So I I saw The Exorcist when I was 13 years old. What year? Nancy. Oh, for heaven's sakes, you're not going to make me do math. Oh, I was going to expose your age on this episode towards the end, so just to let you know. Oh, okay. Well, you could do the math. Okay. Well, you're you're going to be you're you're 59 years old. You're 59. You were born in 62, 13. So it's like 1975. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let's check. Let's check what let's what check they say. Let's, let's just no. Let's fact that's not. Check that's not that, we're not fact checking my math. My math is correct. <laughs> I'm seeing when the movie came out. <laughs> that doesn't affect my math. Let's see. 1973. The movie came out. So you okay, were only younger. 11. 11. No wonder this I... movie fucked you up. This isn't my issue. I Who saw it when I was an 16. year old to see The Exorcist? I didn't. No one took me to see it as an 11-year-old. All right, go ahead. Who? Yeah, let's let's answer the question. Who did take an 11-year-old to see The Exorcist? 
was 11. No wonder why I was screwed up. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, I thought I was like 13. I thought you were that like, I thought you were like 18. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nancy Drake, my best friend in high school, her mother. Shout out to Nancy Drake. And so her you mom, were friends but... with this person before high school. What? You were friends with this oh, person. Oh, yes, before. yes. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah. yes. But yes. she was your best, best friend in friend high school. In middle school. It's okay if okay. she wasn't your best friend yet. In you know. No, she was my best friend in middle okay. school. Okay. Shout out Nancy. What's up, Nancy? Shout out Nancy. And her mother, Vi. Everybody called her Vi, but her name's Violet. So Violet Drake took Nancy and I to see the exorcist. And so I was spending the night at her house. I was so freaked Hold out and having, let's dial it back. A, what? How was it in the movie? <laughs> what, what was going on in your head watching this movie? I was horrified. The, the, this was going to happen to me. Yeah, for sure. Was your friend horrified? No. And her <laughs> mom, her mom obviously was also just like, yeah, this will be fun. I'll take them to see this new scary movie. Not thinking, yeah, no, they not were thinking fine. young Cena was going to fucking have PS- PTSD for the high school because of. Yeah. And have PTSD over it. <laughs> brutal oh my gosh it was horrible so you couldn't sleep that night huh over at young nancy's yeah so i was so freaked out and i couldn't go to sleep and i couldn't get her to stay awake i couldn't go to sleep and i was completely freaked out it was probably one of my very first really bad anxiety episodes i don't know if it was to the point of a panic attack but i was 11 i didn't know yeah any of this. I know I definitely had anxiety, but looking back at it now, that was probably one of my first really, really horrible episodes. So her house, I want to say her house was four or five miles from our house in La Cañada, California. Very, very nice suburb. But still, it felt really dangerous at 4 a.m. I walked home in at like 4 o'clock in the morning. From their house? Yes. Like 4 or 5 miles. Just an 11-year-old? Yes, because I was completely freaked out. I wanted to go home. Whoa. That must have taken you forever. How long did it take you to get home? Four miles? Like Your little 11-year-old legs? That had to have been at least like an hour and a half, if not two hours. I don't know. Maybe an hour. Yeah, maybe you're cruising pretty pretty quick. Pretty scary. So I got home and I went and crawled. I Because if you had to go like in grandma and granddaddy's room when you were like a kid in the middle of the night, he did not like that. He didn't want to be woken up. Yeah. So if I ever had to go in there to like get grandma, I would like go like a little cat (laughs) or dog. (laughs) 
to the door. Oh, yeah. And I'd like try to open the door quiet as possible. And then I crawl <laughs> as quiet as I could. So I'm crawling grandma's side of the bed. And then I just like pull on her to get her to get up. So, so she'll come in my room. So I'm like freaking out because I can't tell her what happened because then I'll be grounded for the rest of my life <laughs> because I'm not allowed to go to an R-rated movie. <laughs> but I'm all freaked out going, oh my gosh, what it, this is terrible. Also not your so fault. Me- huh? It wasn't your fault that you went. No, it wasn't. But then what if they told me like I couldn't see Nancy again and if they were mad at Nancy's mom right, right, right. and yeah. it just would have been a really, really big issue. Yeah. So like I was stuck in a really bad place because I was so freaked out yeah. and I, but I couldn't tell her why. And so I made her stay in my room as long as I could make her stay in there. And then I got my Bible at a Bible. Because I was in youth group. Yeah, I was going to say, that must have also been the reason why it really, like, fucked with you. Because you were pretty deep into the Jesus stuff already at this point. Yeah. I remember when when we talked about that timeline. Like, Yeah, like, pre-junior high, you were already, you know, going pretty deep into it. I got, I got the Bible, and I got a cross, and I put it in bed with me. I slept with that Bible and cross forever for like months, months. And now you're laughing, but I'm going to have to sleep tonight with the Bible and my little Jesus statue. You got to do what you got to do. Whatever. Because it's still very upsetting. Because I believe these satanic things are real. Yeah, I uh, I think that I understand a little bit more where your uh, traumatic experience came from, knowing that you saw it at 11 years old. That seems pretty brutal. Yeah, you can't take an 11-year-old to see that. Yeah, I don't think that that's probably, probably not super necessary. That was not a good choice. But I don't know. You showed me, Mom, you showed me the Halloween movie real early on, like eight years old. We're watching Jamie Lee Curtis trying to mm-hmm. fight off Michael Myers. But it didn't, That's it's like okay. some bad parenting. Yeah. I don't know. It was a choice. I think you just really love you. You loved it, and you thought it was fine. You I, knew I, I was into the like, scary movies I don't know already. Why that's so crazy. That's like one of my best junior high memories because I also saw that movie in junior high. Also, yeah, probably a little too young, but also, if you're gonna show someone a horror movie, I feel like that one is it's it's not the worst. You know, it's I don't think it's uh nightmare well, haunting funny it's not nightmare it haunting yeah i That's watched like it last pain. year i watched it last year the classic one i like it still That's, i do it's cool i used to it's cool it's so, still my all-time favorite yeah that's yeah so that's still like even talking about this this is very unsettling mm. so like 
seriously, I'm serious. Like, Satan, get behind me. Can't have me. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So funny. So funny. Oh, my gosh. We should do a... I probably just just broke Dan Cable Presents podcast with that comment. We should just watch... We should do a rewatch. No, no. We'll do it together. Too scary. We can watch something else scary. We'll do it together. Nothing about the devil. We'll do it together. No, (laughs) nothing about the devil. Okay, you want to hear that other R-rated movie I saw when I was in junior high that Aunt Therese took us to? Absolutely. Because that was a blast. Saturday Night Fever. Hmm. You want to know an interesting thing about me is I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. That's one of the classics I've never seen. We have to do seen. that movie. I'll watch that if you watch The Exorcist. I can't watch The Exorcist. <laughs> I cannot watch The Exorcist. I know. I'm just talking with you. We have to watch Saturday Night Fever. I cannot believe you have not I'll seen do that. that movie. Before the next time we chat, I'll have watched Saturday Night Fever. And you'll have watched it again now so that you have fresh eyes on it too well why can't we like do a watch party like not on not on Mike, but like we do a watch party and then we go discuss okay either way we're gonna watch it before the next time that we chat and then we're gonna and then we're gonna talk about it so that was very very cool that trace did that I think the first R-rated movie that you and dad let me watch was Backdraft. That was a really big deal when that movie came out, I remember. It was a good movie. Yeah, I was too young to really understand it, but I also remember that when we went to Universal Studios, they had that fucking wild Backdraft setup, and like you could yeah. feel the, the real yeah. flames and everything. That was like a really good movie. 1991. I was six when it came out. Oh my gosh, some really bad parenting choices. (laughs) Hey everybody, just wanted to take a quick minute to let you know that this episode of the podcast is sponsored by North 45 Pub, located in the Alphabet District of Northwest Portland. They've got a killer selection of Belgian beers and an extensive liquor wall with over 200 bottles. Mussels and Fritz are on the menu Their cheeseburger is lights out, and they've always got some killer weekly specials as well. Aside from the menu items and beverages, they've got this awesome covered patio that is heated throughout the fall and winter with a bunch of big screens to watch all your favorite sports. And the best part is they have DJs playing tunes there every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. and Sundays 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. So come through North 45 Pub for some tunes and some food. Let's get back to the episode. So I want to talk to you about your your big lifestyle weight transformation. Because last time we talked, uh, we didn't get to speak about your, uh, your monumental 2020-2021 kind of, you know, moving into the world in a a completely different meat suit. You, uh, I didn't see you during the whole COVID thing. And then I got to see you finally in July of this year. And, uh, I was waiting for you in the airport with, uh, my, my other aunt Aunt Mary 
your sister, and uh, I was just standing there, and this woman walked by, and I kind of like locked eyes with her. I was like, damn, that, that woman looks a lot like my mom, but, you know, a much different build. She, But there was like something in the eyes. I was like, whoa, that was weird. And then you kind of like walked back to me, and I didn't even recognize you. You were just like a completely different looking person and uh you shed all of this weight during the covid stuff so it was pretty wild i did not anticipate having any sort of uh any sort of bike ride experience with you when you came you you kept it a secret from me the entire covid thing so it was like it was like this big reveal which was uh pretty awesome and i know that you had to like do some work to kind of to cover it up over the the zoom meetings that we would have during that time and whatever but uh everybody kept it a secret no one blew it the whole family knew except for me so it was really exciting and surprising and you just like seem like you have this whole different energy and like attitude towards life and it's like it was pretty wild it was it was very like it was pretty emotional i think when i saw you it was tight. It like it blew me away. It was very like inspirational, I think. So, thank you for yeah, for that. I know you didn't like necessarily do it for me. Like hopefully you did it cuz you just like want to have a good quality remainder of your life, but it was pretty wild. Well, you're definitely a factor in the decision. Definitely want to be around for you. For sure. Um, will you reveal how much weight you lost or how much weight you have lost like to this like you're an incredible sure. shape. I'll probably like maybe I'll post a photo to go along with this of like what you look like now. First of all, when I saw you, I had lost 77 pounds. I have now lost 89. Damn. And when I saw you, I was very comfortable where I was at and had made my goal and I guess my body is just trying to settle where it wants to be now if that makes sense yeah because I'm still because I'm not I haven't been like pushing for this yeah it's just my body is kind of figuring out where it wants to be yeah so prior to going into the COVID lockdown in 2020 did you, or do you feel like you were at your worst physical shape that you've ever been in? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. I know that's so funny. We just got over saying that we're over COVID and not really interested in it, but that's a huge reason for me why this happened because I was so overweight. And one of the things that happened was my when my blood work was done for my physical, I was like leaning towards uh, being pre-diabetic and my never had high cholesterol or high blood pressure before my cholesterol was up my blood pressure was up my blood sugar was all over the place 
And I was just thinking, oh my gosh. So I'm already autoimmune. I'm obese, possibly pre-diabetic. And I have high blood pressure. If I get COVID, I'm gone. That was kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. At the beginning of this. But it changed from that along the way to more of... I never felt like, and I never said I was on a diet because I really wanted to change. And my, what I wanted to do was eat real healthy whole food. And it's amazing how much I love food. I mean, fruit and vegetables, it sounds crazy, but it's like, when you take food and it's, I don't know, this sounds corny, but if you take like this really wonderful food and you take care of it and you take time to prepare it, it's a whole different experience than eating a bunch of processed food. And that was hugely why I gained so much weight because I was eating so much sugar and so much processed food because anything that's that heavily processed is going to have a lot of carbs in it and a lot of sugar. Yeah. Cause like, it's amazing now to like take like some sea bass and put it on the grill and put seasonings on it and (laughs) take vegetables and roast them and, it's just, I don't know. The whole thing is all still feels like not new. The whole thing still feels very um, refreshing. And I, I don't know. It just feels good. And now that I, I have completely surpassed my goal, I do like if I really think I want a piece of cake or some sugar or this or that, I'll have it. But the thing that is so foreign to me is I don't really like it that much anymore. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. Let's go eat some vegetables. Right. Once you don't have that stuff all the time, it doesn't like become something you care about or you just like realize how sweet stuff is and, yeah, well, just like, oh, my gosh, my go-to is and still is every night I have fresh strawberries and some trail mix. Those strawberries are so sweet. It yeah. tastes like eating candy to me. <laughs> and so much better. What do you think? Because you obviously did a lot of exercise and kind of had to push yourself in that way. But what do you think? like gave you the ability this time to not get burnt out by your fibromyalgia stuff because you've had that for like a, a decade yeah. to deal with as well, which I know um, has been like really hard on you, like trying to get back in good physical shape. That's been like a huge barrier. Exactly. The biggest thing was realizing I, I finally realized that I was going to be in pain either way. I was going to be in pain if I moved. I was going to be in pain if I didn't move. 
So just kind of keeping that in my mind and knowing that I could lay there and do nothing and just be in pain or I could be out there and do what I could and be active and see what happens. Because literally the first time it's a, to walk around our block is a half mile. And I remember when I first started walking, so we call it the loop. And when I first started walking, I had to drag myself around that loop. I remember walking around it, just barely being able to make it and getting back here and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. And just coming in the house and feeling like that. Oh my God, I'm going to die. And every day I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to go. And my big thing was, um, I had mentioned this on our previous talk, but because you didn't know about my weight loss, I, I couldn't tell you what it was connected to, but do you remember I told you that I had listened to that woman talk on the TED Talks? Mm Mm-hmm. You have to go back to our last Mm -hmm. notes because you actually found the TED Talk. Yeah. Um, And it was about changing your mind in a minute or changing anything in a minute. I I don't even remember the title. And I I also really kept that in my mind that instead of saying, I hurt too much, I'm not going to go, I would just say to myself, okay, I'm just going to go for to the corner or I'm just going to go. I mean, literally when I started out, okay, I'll just go to the mailbox or I'll just go down to the corner. Yeah. And then realizing that I had made it that far and I was already out there, I was like, nah, I don't want to go home. So it just evolved. It probably took the first two months to get up to what I do every day. Now I walk three miles every day. Damn. But in addition awesome. to that, as I was, I was losing the weight, I was, my body was able to do more things. So then I got the bike and I loved being on the bike. So I started bike club and that's still going on. And then last spring um the neighbor across the street they're big pickleball players it's really big in our community she said oh you really should come out and try and i was like uh, I, don't, I don't know and she's like no just come try i love pickleball <laughs> i play pickleball monday wednesday and friday and i'm just all about pickleball yeah now you're the the community champion, the yeah. young gun out there. You're younger than everybody, just, you know, running these old people into the ground. <laughs> I don't know about that. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. We normally play pickleball from 9 to about 1030. Yeah. Yesterday, we were out there for three hours. That's amazing. That's awesome. Because it's so much fun. And we were just like, yeah. Want to play another one? Yeah. Want to play another one? Yeah. So it's, it's great. It's so much fun. Is this like the first time in your life that you've ever craved physical activity 
like that? Did you ever play any, you know, organized sports or anything like that in school or? Well, I, yeah, I played, um, I played water polo. I swam water polo in junior high. I played tennis. Okay. Um, no, I would never say I craved it. I mean, because I was always moving. I mean, now it's like, I, I have to move. It drives me crazy. Yeah, I don't want to sit still. It's wild. You're like I said, your energy is, is much different. You know, you're just oh, like, go, come on, go, let's go, go do go. something. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard for me just to lay around. That's awesome. Like I hurt my back yesterday when we were playing pickleball for three hours. So my back has been pretty bummed today. So I have had to just kind of lay on the couch and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is killing me. Cause I just want to go out there and walk or ride the bike. But I know that if I don't give it a minute, I'm just going to hurt myself even more. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. It's, but it's amazing that I would rather be doing that than I'd rather be moving than just sitting around. Yeah. It must kind of put your mind at rest too. So I would imagine the mental side of things feels a a little bit lighter because of that. Definitely. That gets like, it helps so much with the anxiety and when I'm super anxious, I just exercise even more. Yeah. Because I need that release. I need to get rid of all that adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Not a cu- not a cure all though. <laughs> no, it definitely isn't. It definitely is not. You cannot always exercise yourself out of anxiety, but it it seems to definitely help. Most people seem to attest to that. I think it helps with it helps with depression too. It helps with both. But definitely what you said, it's not it's not a cure all for depression and anxiety. It definitely helps though. Yeah. But it's crazy. Just stuff like my resting heart rate when I started this was anywhere between 85 and 90. So that's, that's not good. That's not even healthy. I have a resting heart rate in the high fifties now. Like that's, that's like really good or that's average than where you're at now. No, That's really good. People who have resting heart rates that lower athletes. So, so you're an athlete now. Um, that's awesome. That cracks me up that my, my my heart rate falls within an athlete's range yeah, but that's 30 30 points lower that's sig- yeah huge. oh yeah like and my blood pressure went back to where it always is just my lab work looking at my labs is incredible looking at my blood sugar my cholesterol my um triglycerides when you look at the whole heart panel it's all completely changed. That's awesome. It's very cool. But that's really what kind of started me on this is I was thinking I'm sitting there watching the news and that's when this whole thing first started and we had so many people dying every day and every day on the news they kept saying 
So people who are autoimmune, people with underlying conditions, people who are overweight. And I was like, oh, great. I'm all those things. All of the things, yeah. And, uh, you know, what better, I don't know. That's a pretty good use of your time, too, while you can't really hang out with people anyway. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was the other thing. We, we couldn't couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere. Nobody, I mean, and even though Florida's restrictions have been so relaxed, in the beginning, there were restrictions. And then once they the governor decided that we weren't going to have any restrictions. That didn't matter to us. We didn't, we just kept masking and doing what we were supposed to do. We didn't have a vaccine. So yeah, it was a good way to use my time. But also I had, I had done, I didn't do a vision board, but I was doing meditation and in my mind, my vision board was in my mind and every day, especially when it got really hard and I was like, oh, this is tough. Every day was that airport scene. <laughs> I had that locked in my mind. I'm going to go to the airport and it'd be so great if Dan didn't know who I was. Yeah. you. Yeah. It would just be awesome mission accomplished it's so that was amazing and you said emotional it was very emotional yeah it tripped me out (laughs) well it was that was hugely emotionally for me because i i told you i want to be here and i think one of the things i said to you when i was on the trip i also don't i don't want you to have to be worried about me I mean, it's not your job, but I don't, but I do think when your parents have health issues and things going on, you worry about them. For sure. And um, so, yeah, it's been an amazing journey and I'm well over the year now. And nothing, like I said, the only thing that's changed is my body's kind of deciding where it wants to be. Yeah, I know that you've you've kind of like fluctuated and struggled with where you wanted to be weight-wise my whole life. So that's also why it was, I think, pretty emotional for me. Like, I thought it was really cool, you know, and your reasonings for wanting to do it involving me is, is nice. But I also just like, I was just really happy for you because I knew that you were so happy and you were like, oh, this is where, you know, this is where you want to be. So... Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I was so happy when I hit my original goal that this doesn't feel like whatever my body is doing right now, trying to figure out where it wants to be, that's fine. But um, the other thing that's so nice about it for me is that I never went on a diet. And you talked about that, that I that I had struggled for a long time kind of up and down with the weight. And I know that was because I was always on a diet. It's really hard to sustain. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really hard to live like that. And I'm not now. 
So. Sure. Yeah, but it was just cool because, like, I don't know. You know, if you want to be big, be big. If you want to, you know, where whatever oh, way, yeah. whatever way yeah. you're comfortable at. But it was a thing of just like knowing that you always wanted to be in better shape and you know right for yourself right. so yeah it was just it was just very cool and um like i said very very inspirational i uh yeah you do you do more than i do i've i've completely lost all exercise routines outside of uh playing hockey since the the covid stuff initially happened so i still need to i need to get back on mine but uh yeah it's very cool no it's been great it's been great and i also love what you said though i think that everybody everybody just needs to be where they want to be with their weight because it was never about that either for me was never i mean even though i had a goal in mind it was never about it was never really about the number for me, it was really about, it was about health. Yeah, for sure. But uh, there just came so many other good things out of it. Yeah, because like, I don't know, you've, and maybe this is, this is something you can think about for next time that we chat, but I would imagine that you've kind of, you like completely changed your life. Like what your ability is to do now so i want to know next time what are the things that you've thought that maybe you want to do now now that you are in this new uh this new little meat suit you know this this little uh this lean and mean machine you know like is there like different things that you want to do with your life is this making you want to like travel more because it's just like going to be easier and just like do you feel like it's like shifted your goals, I guess? Yeah, I have a lot of things, a lot of things I want to do now that they just weren't going to happen before. But even like going on that bike ride was crazy to me. Like I've yeah. numerous <laughs> times over like the last 10 years, I've had to like pick you up from the airport and you're in a, a wheelchair just like because of a variety of health issues and not being able to, you know, not being helped by a physical shape and all of that. So it was just like, not yeah. in my wildest dreams were you and I going on some sort of bike ride when you were here, you know? Yeah. And we had to go up a hill. Yeah. It was several, we had to go up a, a hill. At a least couple once. hills. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a, exactly an easy ride. Yeah, it was, in, it was incredible. <laughs> and the bikes weren't in that great of shape. Yeah, but for sure. No, yeah, definitely. So, no, I want to do a marathon. Oh, wild. Yeah, that's amazing. I definitely want to do a marathon. And I, not, I, I'm so happy to walk it. I'm, I'm not going to try to run a marathon. Yeah. But, yep. I want. I definitely want to do a marathon. Next time we chat, I want to know like what your marathon length goal is, and like which one you maybe want to do. And we're also going to talk about Saturday Night Fever. We're both yes. going to watch Saturday Night yeah, Fever before the definitely. next time we talk. Okay. On the mics, and uh, yeah, 
we'll see what else comes up, you know, through the conversation or if there's anything in particular that you want to talk about next time. But we're going to do these mom chats once a month. Nice. Okay. Nice. We're doing it. I I got you the microphone. You're on your new fancy microphone. You're a professional podcaster now. And uh, yeah, this is always fun to get to do this on the on the mics with you so i know i know you have a real mic this is amazing yeah it's it's great this is like been one of my dreams my entire life (laughs) um let's see to be at the microphone to be on the microphone and here i am we're gonna need a strong it's a program from you okay okay um and what are we gonna play this episode out with? I think that we, I'm gonna play it out with the uh, the main theme from The Exorcist. You are not. It'll be fun. It'll be a nice touch. People will like it. Now give us a nice. It's a program. Okay, and I just have to say, even if you're cutting this out, that means when I listen to episode 290. Uh huh. But when it gets to the end, I have to turn it off because I won't be able to listen to the end. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to be back <laughs> with more more of these chats on the uh, on the monthly. I think this is going to be a Patreon thing, though. So people are going to have to pay $5 a month if they want to hear these, uh, these, these chats continue on. So yeah. I'm going to have to pay you. <laughs> no, we'll let you. You can listen for free. I'll send you the file. But um, oh, okay. Right. Well, no, I'll pay for it. I, I'd be happy to. It's my pleasure. Oh, you know, next time we do have to talk about beets. Beets, like the food, the vegetable. No. Like beets, like, like, like music. Yes. Okay. Because I'm so not into that, and I thought that I didn't even like it, and I listened to that episode, and with Love I was Jones. Like, wow, this is really cool, and I really like this. The Love Jones one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's great. That's. And I have like this whole new appreciation for beats. Hmm. That's great. And I'm sure. I'm sure I uh, when I. Like, I yeah. didn't like that. I'm sure when I told Love Jones how much my mother loves his beats that he's gonna he's gonna be really grateful for that so um he's probably gonna pay five dollars to listen to, to me say that but potentially he doesn't have to pay five dollars for this one this is the teaser episode this is the one oh, you know, okay. this is well, just episode Jones, 290 you, you taught me how to love beats and i oh, thank you for that oh that's amazing that's that's and great. I have a whole new understanding and appreciation for it. Damn, I was gonna play it out with the Exorcist theme song, but now I just want to play it out with a, a Love Jones track. So I think I'm just gonna maybe I'm gonna do yeah, that instead. Yeah. Um, hope everybody you know enjoyed the return of my mother to the podcast. She's gonna give us a nice. It's a program to properly sail this thing out, and uh, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Oh, and next time we have to talk about one more thing. We have to talk about the dog's Instagram. I'll just put my mom has an Instagram for her dog. Her dog's name is Rory. He's adorable and she's doing a really great job with this Instagram account. It's uh, it's pretty funny. So I'll put the Instagram account in the uh, 
in the episode notes. If you need another dog to follow on social media just to make you happy, he's a, he's a very cute boy. So I'll put that in there. And uh, we're going to play it out with a track from Love Jones. It's called 4 a.m. Thinking. And it's on my January 2022 playlist. And that Spotify profile is in the episode notes as well. All right. That's the Jelly Jams. We'll catch you on the flip side. Portland, Florida, wherever you're listening from. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dan. It's a program. Shout out to Distro Kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Can't say thank you enough to Distro Kid for their support of this thing. And make sure you go into the episode notes and find that Distro Kid link to receive 30% off your first year of membership with Distro Kid, making their already affordable prices even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. And the link is also in uh, the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well. Big thanks to DistroKid. Stay up. Stay tuned.